There you are. There we are. Okay. Long time no see, right? Yeah. Take three. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How you doing, Joseph? I'm alive. I'm going to go ahead and introduce everybody real quick before we start talking because you know how it works. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Uh, this, this is Georgia I'm... Songbirds, guys, and this is Joseph Brooks, take three. <laughs> I've never had such a problem with trying to get an interview for somebody. And it's not Joseph's fault. It's it's really just w- weird circumstances. But first off, Jerry. you don't know, the Georgia versus Alabama Songwriter Series is done. The competition's over. Alabama won. Mr. Joseph Brooks, so congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to kind of give you a background on what's been going on with me and him, this is the third time we've tried this. <laughs> the first one we did, which was I, I, I loved. I thought it was the best the one. Best one, the best and, one. Yeah. Damn it, is Zoom just it didn't record it? It just like deleted all of a sudden. I couldn't find it. And then the second one came up, and I was like, okay, I have such a long list of people that are pre-recorded because I always pre-record these mm-hmm. that. I had to start doing doubles. So I'm I'm now releasing two episodes of, of interviews a week on top of the countdown. And I was nice. like, yours is there. And I was like, you know what? And we talked about it. It kind of makes more sense just to do it this way. Now that it's over, uh, that you won, we can just do this, incorporate everything and start from scratch and tell Might everybody well. about yourself. <laughs> we'll go from clean slate. Oh my God. That guys, I, I've this is the fourth annual Georgia versus series, and I have to say, this one has been the hardest to deal with for multiple reasons. One is that I had people drop out, that happens, it always does. You know, the day of that's kind of last minute, but it happens. I get it, not a big deal. Uh, we've had two people had to drop out because they were too sick to continue. I was like, yeah. oh my god, and that was, and it wasn't like in the beginning, that was like at the final, the final the round, last two, yeah. Right. And then you almost had a situation where you're like, well, I'm about to just, you know, maybe I'll just stop too. And I'm like, give it a chance. Just, just let it play itself out to see what happens. It's and been a heck of a ride. You won. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a heck of a ride. Oh man. I, like I said, I've never had been so aggravated and had so much problems before. Yeah. And it's made me rethink how I'm going to do some of the, uh, the Georgia versus series. And uh, we did something on a final round that I never did before. Uh, you guys know that listening, I do the weekly top 10 and I have a voting process and I'm like, okay. And I'll get your opinions on this too. And we'll say live on yeah. there is we did a, a poll. So what I do normally is like views, you get a point and that's because anybody can view it and it and walk away and watch five seconds and that's it. They count. So it's a point likes is two points. And up until the final, uh, the final, uh, shares are three points and that can go one way or another. It, it always, it's kind of weird how it happened, but the fun I added this year for the final, the poll, which was between you and Jared. And I mm-hmm. gave you guys for each vote, five points. And I think I kind of like that that way. I, I like that setup as well. Um, for a few different reasons. I think that number one, you kind of eliminate the, like you can share a dozen times, I mean, like there's no endless, there's not an end to the shares. And so like, even when you go through, cause like, I know we talked and you said, you know, you go through and uh, look at individual shares, things like that in the tally mark, those shares that are like to nobody still count as a share in the, you know, count total. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I like the poll too, because it's cool to like get a physical, like side by side. 
of right. competition. Like I thought that was cool. Um, something that's like you said in the former rounds, you kind of have to scroll through and try to calculate things. And granted, there's still the views and whatnot and and likes that count. But when you're in the poll, you can see a physical head to head. Hey, where does he stand versus where does you know she stand? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I liked that setup. I thought that it, it was a a cool interactive way that kind of brings outside of Facebook too. Like I had a lot of people ask me, they're like, well, if I view somebody else's video, you know, like how does that affect you? And I was like, oh, it doesn't really, you know, just right. stay on top of my video. And so when you give that kind of outlet that's outside of Facebook, then people are more like, okay, well, this makes sense. This is like a solid place we just we know where to go and click who we want and then there's no confusion of of well, i don't know if i did something wrong i, I can't tell you <laughs> how many people i hack up to me they're like i don't know if i'm helping them i'm trying to help you and blah 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 and i'm like no just just keep on keep on keeping on so yeah and like i said there's always that every year it happens like this actually this this year is the first year that you guys figured out how to use my page without me having to help <laughs> Every year, and it's usually the older people that, that have the issue, but every year it got to a situation where that's why I always take that Monday off because I know, I just know mm-hmm. it's going to be hectic and you guys may need some help and I want to help you anywhere I can. And this was the first year I was like, all right, I don't have any problems. I thought smooth sailing beside the other people, you know, dropping out and then finding people at the last minute. But Listen, the way we may be dead last in math, but we know how to operate <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Okay, before we continue, that person in the bed behind you scared the hell out of me. I didn't know there was a person until they started moving. <laughs> yeah, that's my fiance. She's a, she's napping. Oh, she's, she's about not. to go DoorDash. She, she said, I got to take a nap before I go. I said, go for it. <laughs> so it, the way I do this for this talk about the shares and stuff, like I can always follow from my page. That's why I give everybody access because I can follow the shares. I can see who mm-hmm. shares it and where they share yep. it to. And from that, I can get likes and right. the, it all, it all connects with the view. So if they share it to hundred right. pages and hundred people watch it, the views will still count on it the main screen. Through. Right. Correct. Yeah. And the only thing like where it balances itself out is like, if they just share it and nobody's interacting with their post, then yeah. like, like yours, for example, like when you shared, there was a few that had like 20 or so shares right. and likes itself so that made more points it kind of it balanced right. itself out yeah. usually um yeah. and then if they share too much which i mean you can't really stop that is facebook yeah. will flag them and they will end up <laughs> like i said the first year i found that out because somebody they were sharing a pawn shops and sharing i mean they shared everywhere where That's so weird and they got flagged and that was like okay <laughs> and it happened so i know it's yeah. going to happen but yeah. it's, it's yeah. Uh, i mean that's why i always ask i like to get uh, input from other guests and people that have been yeah, past wise to help me in the future. And I think that the poll will go forward yes, in the future. I'm yeah, gonna I like it. that. Uh, what do you think about me putting it where uh, I make people like you have to vote for, for multiple, you know, so like you can't just vote I think for one. That to me and to this is something that we kind of ran into and maybe this happens every year. I don't know, but you kind of run into state versus state you know like mm-hmm. you're alabama versus alabama um i think that it would be a maybe more beneficial to go hey all georgia songwriters plan to post at said time um you know if they can they can if they can't then kind of maneuver that but and then all alabama post at one time 
or relatively close. And then you have in the poll, you just go, okay, Alabama versus Georgia. And maybe you could have two separate polls. Maybe you have a uh, poll that's Alabama artists and you just put all the Alabama artists head to head, you know, eight against eight um, or like one V ones, essentially free for alls. And you say uh, the top, whatever move on of that poll. Yeah. Um, same with the Georgia. And then you move on those artists until you boil it down to the top two Alabama versus the, or uh, the top two Alabama versus one another versus the Georgia, you know, top two versus one another. And then whoever comes out of that will compete as a state versus state. See, um, I, did, I think I then you keep, that. I think you could, you keep the state kind of the Georgia versus. Because um, yeah. I had a lot of people, they go, well, where are these people from? Well, they're from Alabama. Well, isn't it Georgia versus? Well, it is at the start, but it kind of boils itself down in a way that, you know, uh, it yeah. became Alabama versus Alabama. I thought about that to have kind of like the, the to the final four would be like Georgia versus Alabama from there. It would just be whoever mm-hmm. wins because right. it, I know people think that being Georgia, like, Oh, they got enough. You're in Georgia and everybody's kind of got a, a leg up, but honestly it doesn't. It's it's the only year we won is the first year I did this. It didn't the, pan out that way at all this year. I mean, like I think almost all but three were eliminated in the first round. And it's usually just like that. It's like that. I found yeah. it's like that every year. So I'm, I'm thinking that I'm going to do that to make it yeah. like Georgia, get the best of Georgia versus the best yeah. of the other state. And then either do it in the final four or the final. Yeah. So it's actually a Georgia versus. Well, so, and then what you get to is like the other contestants on the each state side can say, hey, guys, here's the Alabama rep. You know, hey, mm-hmm. I didn't make it, but let's all push him or push her you know uh ideally and then same with yeah well ideally (laughs) we've talked about it how cutthroat this business is so maybe that wouldn't happen but in a perfect world we help each other yep i'm gonna change it around a little bit but i'm I'm glad like i said you you hung it out and i said yeah listening to you when it first started out there's a couple people that i knew that i kind of get a feel for it in the very beginning yeah like when i match everybody up initially it's always i go by facebook yeah right. that's kind of how i'm that's how i match it up and i know it's not sometimes it's not fair like trey went up against caleb caleb had neither one of them had any social media presence as far as music and caleb right. just destroyed everything and I, I really thought he would win and he's one of the ones that got sick at the end and had to back mm-hmm. out so i mean it's it, you never can tell but i think yeah i'm yeah. gonna change it up a little bit next year and it'll be either i'm leaning toward tennis uh, not tennessee texas or pennsylvania that's kind of the two that i'm leaning at right now Texas is gonna put up a good fight. They got a lot of good music in Texas right now. There's, there's. I had a lady. Uh, they came on a group from Alaska. I'm like, really? Yeah. And she's telling me how much talent they had at in Alaska and how much open mics and the music scene. I'm like, really? I could. Well, they ain't got much to do there, but go hang out in the <laughs> woods and go to the bars in towns. Yeah, because she, she was a, a marine biologist and she had a band. Yeah. And her band followed her to Alaska so she could do her work and they play. So they started playing around Alaska and it's, yeah. like, it was so cool. And that's why I like doing this. And like, so I'm, I'm glad to get to meet you. And every year there's, yeah, absolutely. there's always artists that I meet that I make friends and we, yeah, yeah. You know, we do other things. So, so thank you for, for that. Absolutely. So yeah, speaking of Alaska, there's a, a girl from where I'm from that is in Alaska. Now she does a, a Christian music and she won out like a songwriter competition in Alaska that she got to record a song in the newsboys studio. So there is a lot going on there. Apparently 
what time, I wonder how much time difference there is. See, because you mentioned earlier about like t- six get, hours, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned like trying to get everybody to, to, to do it on the same time. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, it's like herding cats with musicians. There's no way the first couple of rounds are just going to have to be yeah. <laughs> balls out and everybody yep. just do what they do. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I think we had some contestants in this like post at like midnight. Yeah. You uh, lose a lot of daylight. <laughs> You, yeah, you do, and I'm. I, I get it. You know, you do when you have to do it. And a lot of these guys, oh, yeah. and girls are gigging. So you know, like yourself, you're yep. out gigging, playing music. Oh yeah, that's why I like the Monday. I don't gig on Mondays. That's why I pick Monday <laughs> that's, because that's usually yep. the one day that you can catch everybody together. Yeah. So, like I said, nobody's heard the early, earlier part that we did. So tell everybody, Joseph, a little bit about yourself <laughs> and a little bit. I know it, you know, so I kind of, well, if, <laughs> we'll do a tape three. Take the, three. Uh, and, and this time I would say, I promise it works, but you never know if I have a power surge. I mean, it's, hey, it's 80 degrees. The sun is shining. There shouldn't take be a damn four, big problem. <laughs> we'll plan it. We'll plan it. Uh, well, my name is Joseph Brooks. Um, the last time I recorded this, I was 22 years old. Uh, since then I've turned 23 and uh, I'm a songwriter out of enterprise, Alabama. Um, I gig a lot in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and uh, I have been blessed to to make music my job for the last um, over three years now. And yeah, and we know uh, if you guys hadn't listened or seen him, Joseph is is really talented singer songwriter. And I have Thank to say, you. you're you're the first. I don't say handicap, but you are in a wheelchair, right? So yeah, man, so I got the, the placard. You're the first. I get good parking. <laughs> <laughs> you need a motorized one, like with, with like spinners and stuff on it. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah. but you are the first, and it's got to be challenging doing the uh, gigs and stuff, and and being in a wheelchair. Yeah. No, it's um, you know, as a matter of fact, I've I won't go into this story a ton, just because it was some business deal. But um, I was working with a guy at one point doing my booking, um when I first started this and it's funny that you kind of say that in that manner. Um, he thought completely otherwise. He told me that he thought I had it easier than a lot of folks. And it's not to say, woe is me, man, you do what you, you, you do and your, your cards are dealt to you and you play them the best you can. Um, I told him, I said, man, you know, I already really know of one other musician that's like loading his wheelchair up into the car to go gig. Um, not to say that I'm any better or worse than anybody else for it, but you know, that's obviously presented its own uh, group of struggles and, and challenges in life that, that have been forefronted in, in my life for most of it. Um, I think I'm at a point now where maybe things are on a, an upturn in terms of just how much it's affected my life. I say that I wake up with back pain, like I'm 80, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got up the other day and I'm like, Dang, like 23 feels real old. <laughs> but um yeah, no, I uh I guess I'll go into a little bit of kind of that story of my life and and kind of touch on why I am in the position that I am. Um at 3 weeks old, I was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. It was a, a neuroblastoma. Um the tumor was wrapped around my spine and basically um kind of cut nerves from about my kneecaps downwards, um, to my feet and which prevented me from walking. Uh, well, I say that and I'll get into that a little more. I walked as an early, uh, you know, in my early childhood, but, uh, not, not normal, very heavy air quotations around walking. I, I more call it waddling or 
hobbling. Um, but I did it enough where I played baseball and, you know, I'll get into some of that as well. But um, anyways, back to kind of my life as a baby, um, I went through eight rounds of chemo, uh, went through a heart cath that occurred after they tried to remove the chemo port and it broke off and shot through my heart. Um, and so went through that, uh, just a lot of, I mean, literally from the time that I was put on this earth, um, you know, just things that were out of my control were, were put in front of me, um, which kind of gave me the opportunity though, I think to do what I'm doing today. I don't think that, you know, if I was quote unquote normal, that I would be playing music. I think that I would be playing football at Alabama right now, um, I was always a sports kid, always loved playing sports, even with my circumstances. And so I always tell my fiance, I'm like, you know, you're lucky I'm in a wheelchair because if I'm not, we probably would have never met because I'd be off getting ready to start in some NFL game. <laughs> but I, uh, that, that's, that's a very condensed version of the story, but yeah. Now you guys can't see, cause I do nothing but uh, audio, the video, and this has nothing to do with your story, but I'm looking at an old school Nintendo behind you. It's actually Legos. <laughs> oh, it's Lego. Oh, really? It, it okay. is. Yeah. <laughs> I can't reach it. I love Legos. So hold on. I'll just show you my, my shelf. This whole entire shelf is Legos and board games. Um, as a matter of fact, I just had my birthday and I got three Lego set, three Lego sets for my birthday. I hate Legos. They are such a pain oh, in the ass to me. Oh, therapy. I'm, not for me to me that that literally gives me just if, if i i don't say i have like mental problems because I, I don't get in that <laughs> stuff i know when i was a kid you just got over it but yep. if i that would cause me some kind of issues because I, when i get there and i get so <laughs> mad and i'm trying to force it my wife she calls me mongo for a reason because if i'm going to make it fit and i'll be damned if i don't break something in it to make it fit <laughs> oh i do understand here i'll show you this this is a this is the most expensive Lego set I have, but this is the TV. Oh wow. And so it's got Mario on it, and then you you can turn this little dial. Oh, that's and so it makes cool. it look like he's playing. But yeah, my uh my fiance got it for me for my birthday last year. I've gotten Legos for my birthday two years in a row, and I'm I'm rather content. Now do you glue them? No, no. I probably should, honestly, because we have dropped them and broken them. And you know what? I'm gonna just so I don't do that. I'm going to set this down. <laughs> We've had to rebuild like three of them because they've fallen and shattered. See, that's the thing. My son, he used to love Legos too. Uh, he doesn't like him anymore. Thank goodness. But he loved Legos. So of course, Christmas <laughs> day, I'm spending all day helping him with his Legos and he has it for five minutes every time and breaks it and they come apart and there's Legos all yep. over the place. And then he goes off to another stuff. It's like, I spent six hours putting that together. Yes. You played for five minutes and oh, broke yeah. it apart. Oh, oh, yeah. That's why I can't stand Legos. Well, I'll tell you, and they are more like they're super complex now. Like some of these sets like are thousands of pieces. Um, we're building one right now that's like almost 3,000 pieces. <laughs> and so it's, yeah. And if you lose one of them. See, I have a dog that likes to eat things, <laughs> and I was in the process of building a Lego set in which he proceeded to eat um, a piece that was very pivotal, and I was almost done. And so now I have to wait for them to deliver me 
a piece. <laughs> I thought you said you had to wait 30 minutes to get the piece back. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. He only got enough of it to ruin it. <laughs> that was like that movie uh, when they're uh, American Pie, the American wedding, when he's sitting there waiting for the wings for the dog because they ate the ring. And so he's waiting yes. for the dog to pass it. And he's got the little... And he didn't send his shit, so he grabs it, and it, they think it's truffles. So he sticks it in his mouth real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what bothered me of that. That was so funny. Oh. Dogs are crazy creatures, man. Man, like I said, I, that right there, like I said, anybody that's going through stuff, and you talk about your, it's not even handicapped, but you talk about like that helps your therapy to, to put stuff together. I had an uncle who yeah. was, his name was Bubba. He was in a, a wheelchair. And he didn't play music or anything like that. Right. So, so somebody's having a bad day. I mean, sitting here listening to your story, you've had it since like three weeks old, overcoming odds after odd. And man, you're still happy. You're still sitting there. I'm going to say playing with Legos. You're probably saying, I'm not playing. I'm building. Okay. You're playing with Legos. I'm playing with Legos, bro. <laughs> I'm playing with, yeah. And to have that kind of calm and way your therapy and that helps you. I mean, that to me, music has always been therapy. And, I, yeah. and the more you say it, the better your circumstance shows that, that it is. Because, I mean, even going to the Lego stuff, I, I couldn't do it. I would get so yeah. aggravated. I get I don't have the patience for that stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that, like, for me, like, speaking on music, um, I think music was really an outlet for me as a kid. Because despite, you know. I have a, a great demeanor now and I really do love life, but it hasn't always been this way. You know, mm-hmm. um, I went through things as a, as a, I don't know. I'm a young adult now. I what a teenager. Yeah. I went through things as a, as a teenager, even as a little kid, I guess, you know, um, third grade, man, I was going through like panic attacks, like, like real anxiety attacks where I would think I'm dying. And I was a third grader. Um, that was panicking about dying and just different things like that. I went through as, as a kid that all sprouted from, you know, the, I mean, really traumatic lifestyle that I lived as, as a child, uh, all kind of built this, uh, I don't know, these, some of these walls and, and barriers up in my life that music really helped break down. Uh, you know, it gave me an outlet to not be looked at as the kid in the wheelchair. Uh, you know, it gave me an outlet to be looked at as, hey, he's he's good at what he does. He's a talented musician. He's a talented songwriter, talented singer, whatever that may be. You know, it gave me an opportunity to be more than just kind of my condition. Um, I have so many stories in my life where I have been looked at as my condition. Um, actually, I've been looked at as conditions that I'm not, um, you know, and it's out of innocent ignorance, but still things occur that, you know, especially to a kid, you go, am I different? Like, am I that different that people would treat me that in that manner? Um, it, you know, we look back on some of those stories now and laugh. As a matter of fact, I was telling them the other night to some people, um, I'll tell you one that just it will forever stick out to me. There's, or I'll tell you two. So one of them was as about probably eight or no. I was probably 11 or 12 at this point. So not a little kid, but not a big kid either. Right. Um, and uh, I'm at the grocery store with my dad and I'm getting a birthday card for a buddy of mine. Cause it was his birthday and we we're headed to his, his little birthday party that he was having. And this lady comes up behind me 
I never looked at her. I don't know what she looks like to this day. I don't know who she was. All I know is I can vividly see how she was standing without even having to have seen her. I know she was bent over, like looking at me all googly eyed. And she goes, and I had my name engraved on my, or embroidered on my chair at this point. And she goes, hi, Joseph, are you going to a birthday party? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, are you going to do anything else today? And I'm like, I don't really know. And so anyways, we leave. I look at my dad. I said, do you know who she was? He said, nope. <laughs> so we just went about our business. Uh, and I had another situation very similar to that where we went. To, so where I'm from, we have what's called the Peanut Festival, mm-hmm. which is a big um, kind of a state fair type deal. Uh, they have it in Dothan, Alabama. I'm from Enterprise. So it's about 30-ish minutes away from where I'm at. Um, anyways, they have it's, you know, it's a fair. They have rides and carnival games and things like that. Um, and so. I was walking around with a buddy of mine. And so at this point I'm 15 years old. And so I, you know, I don't look old, but I don't look like a kid either at this point, you know, I'm kind of starting to come into this young adulthood looking more like that. Anyways, this Carney comes up to me and she looks at me and she presents me in the most dramatic way possible, a stuffed animal. And she goes, do you want this? And I took it. Um, <laughs> I was not about to let a free stuffed animal go. So, uh, you know, just little things like that, that, you know, I look back and laugh at now, but really in the moment you go, gosh, like I, how different really am I? And so music was, was really an outlet to kind of get away from being different, you know, being, I want to be different in a good way, but not in a way that like I'm different because I'm in a chair, but I want to be different because I'm unique in my, I'm my own person, um, in, in music and life and everything like that. See, knowing me, uh, I wouldn't remember it now, but I would have, my Forrest Gump voice would have came out while I, I, I thank you, ma'am for the, for, for the, that <laughs> my mama sure will like it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, have another one I can pick. <laughs> yeah, I I just know I would have because I, I it would have. That's just how I am personality wise. Like, yeah, I mean I know they don't mean anything by it, but you can't miss an opportunity to just like pour it on and like okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> listen. So <laughs> I got I I I love telling stories and I have stories like that where I have gone the opposite way instead of being like kind and understanding. I've also gone the opposite way of like how ignorant of you to act like that. Um, I was going to a football game. Um, like I said, I'm a big sports guy. And so in high school, like Friday night lights, I'm going to football games. I'm going to watch every football game that mm-hmm. I can. Um, I think it was probably my senior year in high school. Uh, I'm I'm going to a game with a couple buddies of mine and we're all together. You know, they're, they're walking next to me and whatnot. And uh, I'm in a wheelchair and so I'm rolling and they're walking and, there's this older gentleman in front of us who's maybe about five-ish feet away, maybe a little less, a little more. Um, and he's walking with his family. And uh, this lady turns around and she singles me out and asks me why I felt the need to walk on his ankles, in which I had was baffled that she was saying anything to me because I didn't see anything wrong with where I was. And I responded, well, ma'am, I'm, I'm not walking. And she got upset. <laughs> And uh, her husband's now the police chief. So I guess if you guys are listening to this, um, thanks for being a jerk that night. But uh, 
you know, it's pretty, pretty funny story. You know, it's, it's just little moments like that where you get people who you have innocent ignorance and then you have deliberate ignorance who mm-hmm. they just absolutely could care less about what they're saying and, and the intention behind it. Oh, yeah. So you have to take those case by case and respond differently. <laughs> yeah, because my, my granny was one of those that would just say whatever she thought. I, I'm sitting, I, yeah. I remember so many stories. Um, we went to Mrs. Winters. We were going to a family reunion and we pull into the drive through and we order the, they had the big jugs of sweet tea and all the chicken and stuff. And so we yeah. get up to the window. She goes, I want that good sweet tea. I don't want that shit that you give everybody else. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, oh Lord. Okay. And then so I'm, another time she's, she, we're here at the house and she's unloading her, uh, her car. And oh, she just starts cussing up a storm. storm. She's like, God oh, damn. Gracious. And she, she's sitting there and I'm literally, she's like, God damn it. I was like, Granny, look behind you. The preacher had come up and was standing behind her. She's sitting there just, <laughs> just taking the Lord's name in vain and cussing. And she just turned around and looked like, hi. <laughs> she didn't care. <laughs> yeah. What else can you say? Well, she didn't care. She, she, I really had a granny like that. <laughs> Grannies with no filters are awesome, man. Oh, she had no filter and she'd go cut her grass with no clothes. She would go out there with nothing but a robe, cutting her grass, <laughs> flashing the whole damn street. You know, anybody drove by with a strong enough truck because we're out in the woods, it would flash it and it's just blowing everything in the Oh, in the my gracious. Oh, so she she was so I, funny. I had uh, a grandmother uh, that she passed away in 2016. And as a matter of fact, I got a new record coming out where I wrote a song about her. Um, hopefully to be released soon. Um, but anyways, she was a firecracker as well. And just one story about her, her and my dad had gotten in a little bit of a spat and he was, he had taken her to the, to the grocery store and was taking her home. And um, she drank uh, maybe 2% milk and he drank whole milk. And so that's an important tidbit in this story because they both got a gallon of milk and they get in this argument. Well, she throws her, his milk out the the um, window, a whole gallon of milk, and uh, they get back to the house and they start going through the bags and she realized that she had thrown her milk out the window <laughs> out of the rage. <laughs> and so just man, I I love it. Firecracker grandmothers are awesome. Yep, yep. Now you mentioned an album, like so we do album reviews too. We can try to yep. get that one if you ever get ready for it. And I mean, you know, it's different, so we don't critique yep. it. It's just stories and and listening. Yeah. Um. <laughs> now, you have like what I'm gonna do with this episode too is I'm gonna release it sooner, so I'm not. It's not gonna wait. Yours gonna be released probably if not uh, Sunday. I'll release it Wednesday. Okay, just, that's fine. I'll just that way I have a little bit of time to edit it and I'll put songs yeah. in there. Uh, do you have, I know we talked about some of your songs. What songs would you, do you mean stick in there? Do you want to, you want to listen to them now again, or do you want to just tell me? Uh, we'll just, we'll just, you can just plug them in. Um, okay. Small Town, uh, Ain't Your Romeo, and Little Long Life are the three. Ain't Your Romeo. And actually do them in the reverse order of what I just told you. And what was the third one? Because you're. Little uh, Long Life. Little Long Life. Because I, I think, think I, when we listened to them the first time, that was the order in which we listened to them. So, yep, I think I had, and then we looked here too. So now, then what we'll do is, like I said, I, I, again, tell me stories behind them. I think I have them yep. on the other one. Uh, so, fine. little, little long life uh, will be the first one. So, what okay. is the what's the story behind that for for your music? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, little long life was a song that I wrote uh, probably when I was eighteen years old. Um, 
I was going through a lot of stuff in high school. Um, and I guess everybody probably does. I was going through some things that were both out of my control and some things that were in my control that, you know, I could have made wiser decisions, but, um, you know, I, I, have always wanted to be the type of person where you make a mistake one time and that's the only time you make it, you learn from it. Um, because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things that, that aren't wise, that aren't smart. And, um, uh, and you hope to only do that one time. Uh, and so when I wrote this song, that was really kind of the driving force behind it was like, I wanted to be, so the song is about an old man and a guy who meets this old man. Um, there's no real specifics of where they meet. And so that's left up to the listener to kind of put that picture in their mind and envision kind of this scenario. First chorus at the end of it, or the first verse, um, it talks about it's okay to mess up, but don't make the same mistake twice. Mm -hmm. And that was, like I said, something I tried to kind of abide by in my life, which I have not been perfect at. I've definitely made a lot of the same mistakes more than once. Um, but I would like to think that I'm getting better about not doing that. But you know, and so ultimately, uh, it was about don't leave this earth regretting things that you've done, you know, um, as well as don't leave this earth regretting things you haven't done. Uh, but something that inspired this song was I was watching a, I don't want to say a documentary, because I guess I was reading an article is where it was out of. Um, that was this guy had interviewed, I think it was like 100 people um, that were in like nursing homes who were like very close to dying hospice care type people. Mm -hmm. And he asked him all the same question. He's like, what do you regret in life? And it was always things that they had not done. It was never things that they had done. Like They never once said, well, you know, I wish I hadn't done that. It was always, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. Um, whether that was go skydiving, you know, chase a dream, um, had been more loving to a family, had shown, you know, whatever. And so which is kind of where it led me into music was, okay, well, well don't look back. You're going to regret it if you don't do it. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's that whole, it's better to have lost than to have never loved or whatever that saying is, you know, loved to me, lost that's never loved at all. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think that that experience is greater than, than fear. Number one, your experiences overcome fears. Um, uh, and so that's kind of where I was at at the time of writing that song was like, okay, well, I'm about to be graduating high school. I really don't know what I want to do with my life. I went to a year and a half of, of college and, and realized that that's not what I wanted to do um, and took a leap and, and chased music and have not turned back. So. of time all the pain kept inside just a shell of a man who's been through hell he says sit down beside me let me give you a little advice it's okay to mess up don't make the same mistake twice Cause I've seen joy and pain 
run hand in hand And I've seen weary feet find the strength to stand And I've seen tears and I've heard laughter a million times Done a lot of living hands and a million regrets not of the things he's done but of what's left unsaid he says sit down beside me let me give you a little advice you'll regret the things you ain't done than paying the price I've seen joy and pain run hand in hand I've seen weary feet find the strength to stand I've seen tears and I've heard laughter a million times I've done a lot of living Last time They let him down one night Now so flies high He's singing songs with angels And running streets of gold And this is what he said I've seen joy and pain Run hand in hand I've seen weary feet Find the strength Tears and I've heard laughter a million times. I've done a lot of living and a little long life. I hope to do a lot of living and a little long life. And, and I've always liked your songs. I mean, it's about living. There's that there's a Garth Brooks song where he talks about it's not the the stone the dates and stone and beginning and end it's that little dash in between correct yep. and there is so many things that like I don't that I like not regret like if I ever went back in a time machine to change I think I would change one thing in my life I would move the damn rock that broke my back that's the only thing that I would ever <laughs> I think that I would do but I, I'm not with you I'm like there's things that I would love to try. And if you're, yeah. if you're too scared to try when they ask you that question, you know, what did you, what do you miss? What do you think most about your life? Well, I wish I had yep. done this or I wish I had played here. And because right. when I was listening to, to your music and like, so you just tell like the interactions between people, like, you know, who has fans and who's like just starting out and like I said, watching this competition. And I knew watching it that you were going to go for a pretty good while. Because you had a lot of people, and you still got people looking on your videos and commenting yeah. on your videos and sharing. I, I just, there's something there, and you know that it's it's music, and that's what I kind of like about doing it this way is that nobody knows who you are. 
You know, you got your yeah. fans that know who you are, and people are learning right. who you are. And like I said, all they do is see you playing music. They have no idea your stories, and hopefully they're listening yep. to this now and know your story a little bit more. And just to see how far you've come. You're 23 years old. You're not, you're still, to me, that's a baby. My son is older than you. I got a son that's 26 years old. But by your lifestyle yeah. and things that's happened, you're not. You're, 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 you're a grown man. You're like me when I go to the, the, uh, the amusement park we talked about like the fairs and stuff i'd always have yes. them guess my age because they never could guess my age uh-huh because i always look older than i am and my yeah. <laughs> i've kind of caught up to it now so now i look more younger i kind of look that's good my age but when i was like 19 <laughs> i had a kid and i was i went there and i had him let's go get another guess our age he looked at me because you're 29. I'm like, God, dude, I'm 19. He goes, you need to go to bed. You need a nap. You need, uh-huh. <laughs> you need, yep. to, get you need to get a, some meal, <laughs> a hot meal, some water, <laughs> cup of milk. Right. Yeah. So yep. now we've talked about it before on, on the other ones. Like I said, this is take three. Uh, yep. You actually uh, did a song that Cody Jinx uh, listened to, right? Yeah. Out. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's um, small town. Um we can just go ahead and talk about that one. And, uh, yeah, so that's a really cool story. Um, I think really this whole album kind of ties back into, or, or I say album, this EP, my first EP that I released really tied into the fact of me kind of coming back to music. Um, I had kind of ditched music for some time just due to some things that were going on in my life. Uh, like I said, external factors that were out of my control as well as inter- internal factors that were in my control. Um, but I wrote Small Town um, as the first song, having come back into music after about three years of, of really being away from it. My dad set it up. We were going to go see a Cody Jinx concert in Dothan, Alabama at a place called The Plant. And um, For any of you who are familiar with that, you know it's a standing room only venue. And we get there and obviously I don't stand. And um, <laughs> there's a lot of a bunch of biker dudes and i'm thinking ah man they're not gonna be nice they're gonna like say nah go to the back well i get there and they come up to me they're like hey you're gonna be front of the line because you gotta be able to see i'm like nah no 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 y'all ain't gotta do that and they're like no 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 you're gonna come to the front of the line and so that was already just a great start to the experience and so we were front of the line when they let, you know, open doors, we were front and center stage, you know, just, I mean, in the very most perfect place that you could possibly be. And we watched the opening act. Then Cody came out, did his show. And after his show, he hopped down off the stage and was going off and he handed me a guitar pick and I still have it. Um, but you know, I was like, man, that was cool. Blah, blah, blah. I was like totally unaware that we were about to go and actually meet him uh, and get to have a conversation with him. And so we go back and he comes out and we're talking tonight. Music came up somehow. I th- I think we were talking about, you know, what? honestly, I don't remember. I have no idea what the conversation consisted of, but I told him that music is what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And he told me, he said, uh, you know, if you're going to do music, you can't have a plan B. He said, plan B's are, are meant to fail. And if you have a plan B, you're going to, you know, fail once and, and go to that and give up on, on your dream. And so I took that to heart um, and dropped out of college to pursue music and and whatnot. But I told him that night, I said, well, in light of not having a plan B, you know, can I play a song that I wrote? And he said, sure. And so we sat there kind of awkward for a second. And uh, I then asked if I could borrow his guitar, um, which I guess was pretty gutsy of me. You know, this is like, 
for those of you who don't know who he is, um, over the summer of 2021, we both played in Panama City Beach on the same night. Um, he was headlining Gulf Coast Jams and I was headlining the trash cans. But, um, you know, nonetheless, I'd like to think that he knew I was there. But um, anyways, so to hear something like that, you know, I play the song. I get done and, and he says, man, I never wrote anything that good at 18. He said, keep doing what you're doing and you're going to make it in this business. And uh, to hear something like that from somebody of of that stature was was a pretty cool experience. I think that it's it was very much a pivotal moment in me, you know, coming back to music and really giving kind of all of myself to this thing, um, you know, and, and pursuing it in a manner that I wanted to to make it my career. And uh, so pretty cool experience um, based on, the you know, obviously the song Small Town. I come from a small town in Alabama. And uh, in a small town, there's a lot of things you do you're proud of and a whole lot more that you do that you're not proud of. But no matter what it is, people seem to know who you are and where you've been. Yeah. And see, to take from that, I, I grew up in a biker family. My dad was a one percenter, if you know what that means. If any bikers know not. what that means. That means that the, you remember that show like Sons of Anarchy, you ever watch yep. that stuff? The outlaw, uh, the the gangs, they're one percenters. Yep. He was he okay. rode with, with the prophets. And I could have told you right then that the bikers for all their hell raising and troublemaking, that they are some of the most protective people in the world. Like they, and I, I knew, like, I'm surprised they didn't like put you on a sidecar or the motorcycle and drive you up there. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have let them too. <laughs> it would have been fun as hell to do that. Yeah. I remember being woken up by like, by like 60 motorcycles or however many there was, it shook the whole house. Cause all of them were there. It probably wasn't even 60, probably was like half of that, but it, it, they all cranked up and the whole house is like an earthquake. It's rattling. Oh Yeah. But yeah, but you mentioned like said like Cody Jinx. Like if you guys don't know, Cody Jinx is a is a big time. Uh, he's still independent because he does his own thing. He's he's not like in the label and he's not on the radio as much. And he should be because he's really really talented. He's one of my Very favorite uh, singer songwriters that I listen yeah. to. Like people say Sturgill Simpson, and I like Sturgill, but I, I like Cody more. I, I yeah. like that. So to get that kind of. Uh, reaction from him because first off yeah you were very ballsy asking to play his guitar because he's like he doesn't know you he's like oh, i just gave yeah. him a pick and he's probably thinking now damn it i gotta get love play this guitar i'm kind of on yeah. the spot right here and then yeah. he, he, he doesn't know which how you're gonna be because i mean right. you, you, you've been to like campgrounds and somebody comes up with a guitar and it's kumbaya yes. and it's like it's correct it's it, it, it goes bad well and he told me he said man we thought you were gonna pull up your phone or something he said usually when people ask us, we kind of, you know, kind of cringe because it's not really good. And he said, it, it, yours was very surprising. It was very good. So there is a, a lady here. Uh, I think she moved to Nashville. She may be, she may be back in Georgia. Her name is Bree Fox. Uh, I think she goes by Rebel Fox right now. So she was at a uh, White Panther concert or Steel Panther, Steel, yeah. Steel Panther concert. Right. And they invite all these girls up to, to show their tits and stuff. And, she gets up there and she goes, what do you want to do? Cause she goes, I want to sing. And he took a back. She's okay. So there's a video of her singing still Panther. And she blew the doors off. Cause I knew she would, she's a hell of a singer, but she took that opportunity. That was, you know, they were made for joke. They had no idea what she was going to do. They didn't know what she's going to sound right. like and blew it off. And you did the same thing. You just take your, op- any opportunity you get. And that's kind of, good advice for people seize it don't be afraid i mean yeah because you could have been nervous and decided you know not even mention oh, i it. was 
I was nervous. <laughs> I very much was nervous. I can remember exactly how I felt too. I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to actually ask him to do this? I mean, like, this is like somebody that I really look up to in music. Like, I don't know. And then I just went for it. Mm. Sometimes you just have to go for it. Right. And and look where it got you. I mean, it got you to yep. do and play in music and it got you reinvigorated just to go out and, and follow that dream. And yep. like I said, everybody has obstacles that they got to face. And you said something about the plan B and that's, that still sticks with me. Cause when I'm sitting there and I do these interviews and I always ask, you know, advice for people, it's kind of somewhat the same, but the plan B thing, just, it stuck out to me. I still, yeah. I still think about it when, when I'm ever thinking about like advice, it's the first thing that pops into my head and yeah. it's right. I mean, without, without your, I'm stubborn in, in a way that I'm going to make something go until it. Works. Me too. I just, too. I, I refuse. I mean, I, I will, yep. I've been like doing the podcast when I started it. I was like, okay, nobody's going to want to talk to me, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Same yep. thing with the radio station. Maybe nobody listened, but I'm going to continue to play it and play it and play it and try to find yep. ways to make stuff work. Yeah. So, I totally understand that. I, uh, I think that persistency is, is very important too. Like you said, with plan B, it's like, if you have no other outlet, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. You can't just give up. I mean, you you have to do it till it works, and it forces you into being perseverant and um, and consistent with what you're doing. And you know, not just dedicated and motivated, but being disciplined. Um, I think this being disciplined in what you do, especially in things that you love, it's easy to do things that you love recklessly because you love it, and you just. You know, but to stay disciplined is is very much a um, a an important trait in making a dream reality. And I'm big on, like, so with my kids, I won't let them quit something. I, like, I'll let them try it once. Like, if they want to play a sport, try it. Yeah. You got to finish it. There's no quitting because what is that? If the, if you let these kids quit, and this is just my, my opinion, take people with a grain of salt. You, your kid do what you want to. But if you let people quit in the middle, what yeah. are they, they're, all they're learning is that when it gets hard, then there's a way out. Go out. Yep. Sometimes there's not a way out. Sometimes you got to get yourself up off the ground and you got to keep going. And like I said, you can chase this dream that we all love music and everybody's going to have highs and lows. And I think that people want to get burned out is because it's more, not that they don't love it. It's more that their expectation is, is not where they're at. So they, they think they should be headlining or they should be playing these stadiums and filling people, you know, filling them up and they're not there. Yeah. So you just got to not, not lower your expectations, but you got to take steps. You got to say, okay, well, if that's what I want, what yeah. can I do to build on it, to get there? And then even if I don't ever like the ultimate goal for every singer songwriter, I'm going to play. If you're country, I want to play the Opry. All right. Yep. Why ever get there? No, I, I, right. I mean, I doesn't mean I'm going not going to try to get to the next step and the next step. And then maybe one day I'll be at the Opry with a friend. That's right. probably as close as I get. That's cool. You know, but yeah, you just got to kind of tailor to what you can do. Well, I think you talked about getting up and, and after you've fallen. Um, I, so I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I played baseball as a kid or, you know, I was, you know, big into sports and I played baseball as a, as a young kid. Um, like I said, I walked some, but I wouldn't really call it walking. I just did enough. I could get around well enough to, to play baseball kind of mm -hmm. anyways, um, it was, 
I had played baseball for about seven years and this was my seventh year of baseball. And I had come from a team man, where we were like, we had a great coach. Like we won all, all the time and we didn't have the superstars. We were just very well coached. Mm-hmm. And the last year he split us all up. He said, you know, I want to kind of get a different change because his son was about to go into high school and start playing there. And so he kind of changed us all up, which I wish he wouldn't have because I'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, so I had to go to tryouts, um, which it was rec ball. So realistically, tryouts just means, hey, go hit a couple balls and some coach is going to pick you up. Um, And so I remember um, this was like I said, this was my last year playing. um, And I got up to bat because the way their like tryout cycle worked is you hit, run, and field. So you hit first. After you hit, you would take a lap around the bases and then field some balls. Well, I missed every pitch. I didn't hit a single ball. And so if that was the case, then, you know, after the set amount of pitches, you then ran the bases. Well, I started to run the bases and in between first and second base, I fell down and I was defeated. Um, You know, I had played baseball all my life, loved it and felt extremely embarrassed. Uh, Felt like I had absolutely just made a fool of myself. Um, Anyways, I had decided that night I was going to quit. You know, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I'm going home. I didn't even finish my tryout. I just left. Well, went home and I got a call from one of the rec coaches. I was like, hey, we really want you to play on our team. You know, why why, why don't you think about it? And if you want to play, there's a spot on the team. Well, I thought about it and I decided, you know, all right, I'm going to do it. This is my last year. I've I've done it to this point. I can't give up. And uh, so I joined this team. And we didn't win one game. We lost every game that season. <laughs> um, we had a, it was it was quite the wreck. Um, we didn't have a real pitcher. Our catcher and third baseman were pitching, uh, and they're not pitchers. And it was just the most chaotic <laughs> team ever. Um, I say that all though to go and say, I don't regret that. I don't regret getting back up and trying again, you know, despite the outcome, you may get up and try again and your outcome may not be what you want still, but it was a process along the way. I'll, you know, hanging out with those guys, being a part of a team. Um, we had a night where we rarely ever scored and one of the kids on our team hit a home run, you know, just, and we all didn't even know how to celebrate. They're like, go, go. We're all just <laughs> hanging out in the dugout. Like, yeah, that was cool. Um, but just little moments like, man, I'll never forget that stuff. It's, it's things that had I given up, you know, those are experiences that I wouldn't have had. Um, despite the outcome not being what I necessarily wanted in the end, it was, like you said, it's not the beginning and the end. It's, it's what happens in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and those in-between moments were were much more valuable than any, any win ever would have been. So, I'm, I'm a big believer that you you learn more from the defeats than you do from the victories. Absolutely. They had, uh, I tell you, so when I was, I was playing football, my, my junior and senior year, 
is that right in between. So my junior year, I was uh, like 5'10", 130. That was, that's what I weighed. I was playing cornerback. I was small. I played a little bit of quarterback. Uh, so I was like, all right, so summertime, I hit the gym. I got working out. I gained 50 pounds of muscle. So I'm five and I grew in it. So I'm 5'11", 180. I'm the perfect size for cornerback, yeah. which, which I played, right? So my senior year, I'm there. They put me on defensive line. I'm like, crap. What? So I'm like, we didn't win a game any year that I played. The, the junior or senior, we lost every game. And oh. I, was, I didn't get to start quarterback because I had, I had tore my elbow. Because this, when I first, I was a starter, but I went to play in the spring game, and the guy pulled my hand behind my head as I threw it, and it tore that tendon behind my elbow. Yep. So I was like, okay. So then the next guy came up. He was our punter. He was a second string quarterback. He got hit, and he had like a chip on his hip, so he got pulled. So then a freshman got the starting job at quarterback, and that's when they decided not to let him get hit, so nobody could touch him. That's when he put the red shirts on him and. <laughs> let him get the quarterback in. <laughs> like, fine. So I'm playing defense. I'm a cornerback. I'm in spring drill and I'm playing. And I remember they asked me to play defensive end too. And I'm like, whatever, coach. I'm for the team. Sure. Why not? What am I going to do? I'm quick. I'm not going to bulldoze these guys, but you know, I can play. And I remember I was playing defense. <laughs> I still remember this because Coach Key didn't, they didn't, they didn't talk to each other. So the coaches didn't know that I was going back between defensive end and defensive back. Uh, and I'm like, this would be cool because, you know, in the middle of a game, the coach, the quarterback's not gonna know what position I'm playing. So like, cool. So the first time I'm doing it in spring, I'm playing cornerback. First play, the guy comes running around for ball. I see him pitch it. I read it. I'm already on him. I hit him in the backfield. I stop him for a five yard loss. And the coach comes up to me. The defensive line coach goes, "Jesse, that was good, but what are you doing way back over there?" I'm like, "I was playing cornerback, coach." He goes, "What?" And then he <laughs> he called the other coach. Is he playing cornerback too? He's like, "Well, yeah. No, he's got to stay on the line." Oh. I remember that. And I didn't, I ended up, I ended up spraining my knee in practice because I went to tackle this little scrawny guy and he, and he juked mm. me and I missed and I landed <laughs> on my knee and oh. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh, I couldn't walk after that. Yeah. Like, oh, this hurts. Because yep. I mean, he, he was like 115 pounds. He was scared that I was about to kill him. And so he, <laughs> he just like turned into a stick and I couldn't get a hold of him and I hit the ground. I still remember That's that. That's funny. That's good stuff. Because uh, I, I remember what I remember from that is like, like the camaraderie of the guys, you know, we yeah. all stuck together, yep. didn't win a game. Yep. We learned more about life than yeah. we did about anything else. And Absolutely. That's what I, I take out, out of, out of that. And I direct it toward to music, anything else. And like I said, the expectations of people, you've got to learn that just because you're not where you're at, where you want to be, yeah. it's hard that if if you just continue I, I i'm a firm believer i really believe everybody has at least one hit in their repertoire of music i think they're going to have a hit i just think they do I, they have it now some people have more obviously some people can write 15 20 100 and they get like number one to lower the place that's great yeah not everybody can do that but i really right. do believe everybody has one in them and if you quit before you get there then what have you done for the music that you love, what is missing? Think about like, like the butterfly effect. What, what did you give up that one song that could have touched somebody? Maybe it saved a life. Maybe it saved a marriage. Maybe it made somebody laugh in a situation where they were so sad and you didn't do it. Now look at like the, go to, I mean, tell of comic books too. So multiverse. Now you got different things yep. spreading out. So I, I, that's, that's my take on it. That's my, I do think that that's, uh, you know, 
it's that goes to hold not giving up. You know, you look at things and you say, okay, you're ones, you're just one, one away. You never yeah. know. You never know when that next, what the next song is, what the next, you know, at bat is, what the next blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I think for me too, I had to come to an understanding. Number one, um, God did some moving in my life that, that really changed my perspective on why and how I do things. Um, you know, number one to me personally, and, and what I believe is, is, you know, we're here to serve others. This, this music business is definitely a me business, but it's, it should ultimately be about the people that you're serving with what you're writing, with what you're singing, with what you're doing. Um, and that's try kind of how I try to keep what I do is, is how can what I do benefit someone else? You know, not necessarily myself, obviously I'm taking care of myself and mentally, emotionally, physically, but how can what I do be beneficial to somebody else? And um, for me, it's like I had to come to an understanding that tomorrow is not promised. We have a very set amount of time on this earth um, that we are out of control of. Uh, you know, tomorrow could be it. Tonight could be it. And if you're so worried about this whole expectations of well, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet. If you never get a chance to get there, were you at least content with what you got? Um, you know, were you at least content with the opportunities that you were given, the, the, the experiences that you did have? Um, that was something that was really hard for me to learn because when I started music, I said, I'm going to, I don't have a song on the charts in three years, I'm done. Because I really was like, man, I'm driven. But things happen. I lost some drive at times. There were times that were not good. There were times that were great. Um, all of those things correlated together to be where I am now. Do I have a song on the charts? No. Am I close to that? No. <laughs> but I'm still loving this. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still involved in what I'm doing, you know, deeply. And and that just because I didn't reach that expectation, had I just set my mind on that solely, well, I'd be disappointed. I'd have quit. Had I not gone, okay, maybe we're not there yet, but one day. And if not day and no day, so be it. I, 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 you know, I'm content with where I, where I am and, and especially music. If people know me, cool. If they don't, cool. I'm still going to strive for it, but it does, it's not, that is not the driving force behind what I do. Um, and maybe that becomes a downfall in terms of success in music is that I don't, you know, that's not the driving force or maybe that's the reason that I do succeed. Who knows? Um, you know, but that that's kind of, like you said, expectations. I think expectations, I heard it said one time that expectations are just predetermined resentment. So it's very deep, that was a, it is, it is. <laughs> I, I heard that said and I was like, dang, that is, that's, that's deep. It's simple, mm -hmm. but it's deep. You either reach it and you're, you're happy or you don't and you are a failure, which is not true. It's all about timing. It's like sales. It's all time and a need. Like when I do, like I said, when I did the the Georgia versus series, it's so people get exposure. So I, I mean, I hope you got some new fans out of it. That's the whole yeah, point I of it. Did I did? And like to make sure. I don't know if you did. You ever get a hold of Donnie? You know, I've I've friended him, but I haven't reached out. Life okay. has been so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's been wild. I, I, I know. I, I get it. <laughs> so yeah. I it's funny when I, I did, like you mentioned, like the charts and stuff. There's like the independent radio scene is it's pretty cool is that, that you can get your music heard and sent there if you haven't done that. Like I automatically put your guy's song in, in the radio for my, yeah. on my radio and I play it. Cause I remember when I did like a, I tried to, <laughs> I did a post and this just shows how the Alabama people keep on, on me. I did a post and I put like, uh, like a, a sample of what we play. Right. So it's like a yeah. seven song block and somebody commented, what about the Alabama songwriters? I'm like, this is just a, this is just a snippet from the radio station. That's on yeah. auto, auto DJ. It's not like I'm skipping anybody. Right. Right. <laughs> Man, like, some people are never satisfied, though. I'm like, are you even listening to the show, or are you just are going to comment on it and yeah. give me a hard time? <laughs> some people are never satisfied. I, 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 you know what? I, I try not to get aggravated with these people, and I've gotten a lot better as I got older. Just to, to yeah. kind of shut them out because if you kind of goes back to some of the stuff we we're saying, if you, if you have this this goal in your mind and you want to do these and you want to achieve it. I, I believe when you start getting the trolls and the haters, to me, that means you've made it because that's, that's when, success. Yes. People are jealous yeah. of you and they're yes. jealous of what you're doing. So I look at it that way and I'm old enough that I kind of shrug it off. It pissed me off some, because some people like that yeah. one guy just really just pissed me off. Yeah. But it's, it, other than that, I can kind of, I still see the the fun in it. Like, okay, this is, this is haters are fans in disguise, right? You can hate all you want to people. You know, because I'm still interaction, though. Right. What did they I heard at one time say that? Um, what is it? No. Uh, any. How do they say that? It was. All publicity is good publicity. publicity. Yeah. Yes. Bad publicity is good publicity. Yep. People right. are seeing. People are hearing. Your name right. is out there. I mean, look at Taylor Swift. Now, I don't I mean, want a lot of bad. You know, if I can keep the bad publicity away, I try to do that. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't want all bad because then that that's that's not going to work <laughs> like you want it to. <laughs> but you get the you get them, and I mean, you'll get them in yeah. everything. Like we saw the people, and some of them is not even true. It's just because they're the buddies or whatever, and you know. Yes. And when yeah. I when I try to do the the stuff for the for you guys, and and even the future. All this is, guys, and you guys are listening to it. If you didn't know how it worked before, is it's all I, what I get is it's usually services, good and services I pass on. Any money that I get, I will share with you guys, the, depending on what it is. Like, I still got to get a hold of Jared when I get paid. The other part, I can give him his side. Yeah. Um, and the more sponsors I get, and anybody listening wants to be a sponsor and help and help them even more, that's what it's for. You know, that's the whole point of, of doing this is to help exposure otherwise. And that's like, so when we did talk about the shares, that's helps me too. So that helps people learn about the, the Georgia songbirds and see what we're yeah. doing. And hopefully they don't just look at the surface. They start digging a little bit absolutely, you know, and see what all we do. Uh, yeah. Once it hit the surface. Yeah. They're, they're going to see what they want to see. And I can't, help Oh, of that. course. Yeah. Yeah. Now we talked about, like I said, we've, I've said, I've known you so much. We've talked so much now. I know you were, we're friends and bud and we can sit and talk about anything. Um, yep. But your second song that you want me to do, Ain't Your Romeo. Yeah. Um, tell everybody the little story behind that song. Yeah, honestly, this is probably going to be the shortest story of any songs that I've ever <laughs> written, just because there really is no story. Uh, I learned a chord um, called a G major seventh. 
and I thought that the the sound of a major seventh chord was absolutely beautiful and wanted to write a song with it and was sitting in my room and in my room there's a little closet kind of cubby space that uh, I kept all my music equipment in and uh, in there there's this kind of wood grating and and flower wallpaper um, we live in an old house and so I assume that came from somewhere in the 60s and 70s but uh, anyways I saw that and kind of had this idea of, you know, Romeo and Juliet. Thus, ancient Romeo was born. All it took was that one Dance the night away in the pale moonlight Blinded by your beauty, looking through love-struck eyes I couldn't see what you've become Oh, Juliet going on now so you got are you playing where's your gigs what's because like, this yeah. episode is going to come out pretty quick because like i said you're I am, this uh, kind of it i'm gigging gosh three times a week right now which is about where i want to be it gives me time home to kind of relax heal regenerate um as well as write just live life outside of music as much as i love music um 
I want to be able to do some things outside of that that are beneficial even to my music. You know, I want to, there's, I have a lot, I have big aspirations and a very little wallet, but, um, uh, <laughs> you know, there are things that I want to do. And so being able to kind of have that time home, um, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, are nice. And, um, plus I'm involved in church. And so Sundays and Wednesdays are like number one, super important days of the week because I need to be at church and, uh, can't do that if I'm gone gigging. And so I'm, I'm gigging kind of Thursday through Saturday right now, just kind of taking my time and, and enjoying this and, and going through life. Um, I'm going to be getting married relatively soon. And, um, so just, you know, I gotta, thank you very much. Um, a new records on the way. I uh, heard from my producer that uh, we're looking at Easter as the timeline for the songs being done. So sometime after that, uh, we're looking at an album release. And so uh, just, you know, so a few things are, are in the works and, and have been for some time. And, but uh, yeah, no, just, just enjoying the life that I've been given. So who's doing your album? Uh, Barry Reeves. He's out of enterprise, Alabama. Okay. Um, He's living up in uh, North Alabama now. Um, and so it's kind of been difficult going back and forth since he's moved to try to finish this record because it's not just a five minute drive over to discuss details. It's it's now it's long distance communicating for that and then finding days where I can travel up there to um, actually put in work in studio time. And so it's kind of been this battle of of time. Um, like I said, we're we're very close. Um, some really cool stuff is is on the way, and um, I know you talked about it earlier. Uh, maybe we'll do a, a little album review mm-hmm. uh, post post its release. Um, I'm looking at trying to do, you know, maybe a record release party. I've got some other things that are planned. Uh, just just things that are a little bit behind the scenes right now um, that will sooner than later, you know, poke, uh, poke themselves through as, as, hey, here's what's going on. So, Yep. And we talked about this before, and I'll go ahead and mention it on here for, for guys listening. He's also uh, wants to be part of the trading card. thing that i'm doing for songwriters and i think i got enough people now i got 10 i got 10 lined up that want to to do it and i could probably get more but i was like well let's just hit it for 10 for this one and then we'll do like a like having time for christmas so they can have stuff you know like stocking stuffers and and sign and guys what you don't know uh if what it is is i'm doing trading card for singer songwriters and i'm gonna have their info and a QR code on the front. Cause that, that was an, a suggestion that works pretty good. It's take a link to whatever you want it to. You just give me the link and I'll make it uh, yeah. whether it's a free download or your website, whatever it is. And, but Joseph wanted to be part of that. When I, I initially announced it, the only people I announced it to was the Georgia versus Alabama people to see, you know, kind of make the series. I thought that'd be the perfect series to do it. It's the Georgia versus we have 16 songwriters. They'll, you know, they pay, help me pay a little bit just to get it made. And he was the only one that like, oh yeah, that sounds really cool. And I'm like, I thought so too. <laughs> it was a cool idea. And so that'll be coming soon. It's the Georgia Songbirds trading card is for singer songwriters. And it's, I think such a cool idea. And I want to thank you for helping me and get the ball rolling. And I absolutely, mean, we, we spent time on the phone. He, he was more excited about it than I was. 
Listen, for all of you listening, if you keep up with anything that I do, just a, a fair warning, there may be a uh, a pack of cards that are, are coming out on my end of things as well soon. So that idea brainstorms some things. So y'all keep a, a, a lookout for, for this stuff. It's really cool opportunities to have a uh, unique piece of merch. So. Right. And that's the whole point. Like people like they give it, you give out like your business cards or you give out like download cards. This is something that if you want to give it out, you can, if you charge $2, it's like a download, you know, you can do that too. And you can sign it for them too. They tip you sign it, give them a card. There's like, they're buying a card, two bucks. You know, that's whatever they do. It doesn't matter. It's up to you, but it's something that most people would always keep because it's, it's, it's unique. And you never know, like, if you're going to do the next series, it's because it's not going to be, depending on how this works, I would love to continue on, like, do series after series, right? And yeah. I can have start having, like, the girls, the singwriters, or the guys, or whatever, Alabama, I can have whatever, I can, whatever series I want to do. Because I remember, as a kid, I, I collect football cards and garbage pail kids, and I remember collecting that stuff. And I, I want a binder do... of cards right now. Oh, I do. <laughs> I, I, if I was, in, I'm in my studio. I've finally got the wall closed off, and I got a door, and I got the stuff. Oh. If if we was inside, I would show you. I've got a uh, yes folder of rookies, and I got photos of other ones. But I have a, a Deion Sanders rookie, a Troy Aikman. That's cool. Uh, Brett Favre. I have nice all these different different ones in there, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have a Brian Bosworth. I think I have a Brian Bosworth too found a pack the other day of nolan ryan that he released like it's, it's just him but it's mm-hmm. a bunch of different kinds of cards mm-hmm. and uh, he's got one that's like gym rat and it's him in the gym and like it was a cool little set it uh it was neat pretty cool so you you got me thinking about like different like you mentioned like your baby pictures i don't know if i put my baby pictures on there but i would i thought about like for bands like a set you could do like individual cards for the band members if you wanted to so, I mean, there's yes. so, so many. You could do things. a series within a single artist for that yes. manner. Yeah. Right. And I would like to get, um, I thought about getting like one like big time artist in there, but you never know who you're going to get because the people, um, let me see if I can find that list. I'll tell you the people that's going to be on it. Have right, you ever so, had buttered popcorn jelly beans? No, uh, I don't like jelly beans. I think I have. I think they call those what those uh, Harry Potter things. They taste like. No, that. they sell them. They sell them just as popcorn ones. Oh, no, these no. are my favorite. <laughs> I could, I don't like jelly beans and I don't like popcorn. So I would. Oh, I love that. it. No, you would. <laughs> but this, like I said, so everybody that's going to be in this is, is, is this a Joseph Brooks is in it. Uh, Heidi, Heidi and Biggs. Uh, yes, ma'am. Greg Shaddix, uh, Spencer Smith, Maria Darasari, Ben Bostick, Copperhead Jones, Roger Brainerd, uh, and Ashes and Arrows are looking to get into it. So they're, they haven't got back to me yet, but. All these people, you never know. That first series, that's a big time hit, guys. The people that it's on there. That's cool. I'm excited. I'm too. I'm 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 gonna start reaching out to everybody. Okay, this is what we need. Like I told you, what what it cost. And in the end, I gotta find. I still gotta find a package place. I gotta talk to the the people that are doing the cards. They've said they can package, and I looked online because that's what I'm gonna be paying for is the packaging. So because from that end. And then for the other part, I'm paying part of the cards to keep because you guys get 50. I keep 50, but I'm selling them right. off to uh, venues and stuff. The um, I'll tell you, I looked at because I've been looking at this. You can do like shrink wrap, um, not shrink wrap. Sorry, excuse me. They're like foil mm-hmm. envelopes. 
kind of like a card pack. It, well, it is like a card pack. They're blank though. And so the only thing that I'm struggling with is, well, how do you decorate it? Like, what do you do to make it individual? So, yeah. And so that's, that's what I was looking for. I don't turn that damn phone off. I've, I've turned it down. It still goes off. I was looking at, um, there's some kind of customized because I used to, when I was younger, when I was 19, like I said, I had a kid at 19 years old. So I went to the real job and got to work. I worked at a, uh, a diaper mm-hmm. factory, but I made puppy pads and they had this little machine that you stuck the pads in and then you sealed it. It was just, a, so I know there's mm-hmm. distributors out there. The problem I'm going to have right now is because it's small right now. It's starting off small, mm-hmm. you know, when it, when yep. it gets bigger and I have like 10,000 cards, then that ain't going to be a problem. Bulk orders, yeah. I have distributors all over the place, but cause I want it to be specific to the Georgia songbirds. So that that's the packaging is going to be like Georgia songbird trading cards. And then it'll have different series. So yeah, that that's, that's where I'm trying to figure out if nothing else, I'll make like a box set. Uh, but again, I had somebody like design the box and uh, Maria there, sorry, her mom uh, is a designer. So she wants to help design some of that stuff. But I'm like, please, nice. anybody listening and you want to help. I have oh, no problem. <laughs> all the help is appreciated. Yes, absolutely. So, Joseph, I, again, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Like I said, we've, we've talked so much and hadn't had an episode released yet. <laughs> nope, but we're here. We're doing it now. Right. And as always, brother, it, it's been fun talking to you. And you're likewise. You're actually listening to you play. I'm glad I got to meet you. I've seen your music. I've heard Absolutely. your music. It's really good. You're, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't mind when Georgia loses. I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. I to be honest. I'm a Georgia guy, but I, I don't mind when it's to somebody who is talented. I appreciate and, that. And it's just, you, like I said, you, you struggle through it and you put up with a lot of stuff and we it, made it. Yes. And to the point, that, I mean, I literally, guys, you don't realize how close I was. Like, I'm just so pissed off and fed up with this thing, and so much was happening. And, yeah. and I'm talking, I'm talking Joseph off the ledge, and my wife's talking me off the ledge. <laughs> what a crazy time! What a crazy time! But we made it. We're here. Yes. It's all said and done and over and fun. It right. was, it was, it was awesome. Right. And like I said, I've told you before, if you ever want to write anything, I'm up for it. Uh, Absolutely. Anytime you guys want to come down just to hang out, you're more than welcome to. Uh, we're here, you know, we're in North Georgia. So I know you guys were on vacation and. Yeah, I know, man. I, I tried to, the time just didn't work out. We were going to try to do a live interview and, um, we're, cause we're going to be in Helen, Georgia, which is about an hour or so away from mm-hmm. where you're at. And so it just, we got so much going on too many plans. Yeah. And when you get married, cause you said you're about to get married. So when is the actual date? September? We're still a little ways away. Um, but much closer than we were six months ago. <laughs> and so it's, um, it's definitely getting real. It is yep. definitely getting real. My, uh, my son gets married, uh, October 13th. He want to get married on Friday the 13th. Well, his wife, nice. <laughs> they're getting That's married awesome. in Savannah on a riverboat where you guys get married. We're getting married at a, a place called the Gilded Oaks. It's a venue, um, out of New Brockton, Alabama. Okay. Um, it's a beautiful little, it's not really a barn per se, but it's kind of similar vibes to like a barn, uh, but it's, it's beautiful. It's some people that I know that own it and um, they really have blessed us and helping us out and making this wedding happen. So 
my nephew got married in a barn and it was a nice barn. They spent like a million dollars to re redo this barn. And I'm like, Holy cow. It was really gorgeous. And I'm like, okay. I can only imagine. Right. Cause now you're having weddings at it. I know what you're charging. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But like I said, my son's doing it on a riverboat. And so I always want to be on a riverboat. I always think of that movie. Maverick that's where cool. You're, you're gambling on a riverboat. That's, that's there we go. my dream vacation right there. I was there like, I'm going to do that. So he's, he rented it out like the top floor or whatever, and we're going up the nice. down the river, and it's gonna be fun. Heck yeah, to... that'll be a good time. He's twenty. He'd be twenty six this year. So well, like congrats said, to him as well. Yep. I'm here. I'm waiting for Diana. My wife wants him to have babies. I'm like, I'm okay. I don't want to be a, a grandfather <laughs> yet. I'm. That's I'm my not... mom. She's like, okay, but you can have grandkids for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah right but moms do that all the time they my wife will like own him about having babies and like so we've got the twins and i'm like 13 and of course she's like every time they have a girlfriend or boyfriend it's like oh my god and she starts thinking about marriage i'm like are you crazy they're they're teenagers first of all yeah Don't, i got enough gray hair i'm, I'm glad losing. i didn't marry my girlfriend who i had at 13 because <laughs> we were way too young to to be to know who we were ever going to be now and uh i got a good one now so i don't I, I you know i guess there are some high school sweethearts but uh definitely didn't uh, experience that yep she, she'd been a trooper she's back there now awake but she was uh she hung in there while we were talking <laughs> oh i know she's got to be like are you almost done <laughs> that happened like the first time yeah. when you had to go get food uh-huh <laughs> I think I have the second time too. <laughs> well, we are almost done. So again, thank you, Joseph, for coming on. Tell Absolutely. everybody uh, where they can find you at, all your social media, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can search my Facebook at Joseph Brooks Music. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at underscore it's the wheel deal underscore. Um, and I'll have Jesse link um, my website to this uh, podcast and you guys can click there and it'll have just a, a one spot um, to all of my social medias, music, um, everything like that. So he assumes I'm smart enough to know how to do that. <laughs> I, I'll help you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but again, congratulations, Joseph. Like I said, Thank you now, very much. Uh, reach out to Donnie whenever you get a moment. Yep. Uh, that's you get the one song demo. And of course, if you're ever in Georgia, you're doing Woodstock or playing anywhere. Uh, Carrie, like Carrie Hood, no. I may have to let her know to come to Helen and take some pictures of us in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> she might like that. So she, yeah. she, she's a really good photographer. She does a lot of stuff for the local scene cool. here. Um, okay. And the other ones I, I hadn't met, but uh, I like I like them. But thank Heck you yeah. again for coming on. We'll wave Absolutely. at your fiance back there who's on her phone playing. He's he's waving at you. Hi. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Joseph. Thank you for coming on, brother. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank on you, Jesse. Alrighty. Talk to you later. Bye. So long. Drive these roads Not know where I'm going And just get lost Every twist and turn Holds a memory I wish I'd burned long ago Living in a small town Where 
Everybody knows your name Everybody knows the story of your life That made you who you are today Living in a small town You just want to turn the page Everybody knows the story of your life that made you who you are today. Living in a small town, you just want to turn the page. Want to rewrite the story of your life a different way. Living in a small town. 